0: Hi, this is Peter Rivera, and I'm the original drummer and lead singer of the group Rare Earth. We've had a long career, 50 years. We've played all over the world. We've recorded many, many albums and lots of hit singles. I'm going to talk about them all. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the stories. I remember a show that we did in San Francisco. It was something that was uh, put on by Motown releasing their, you know, their new groups and and new records and uh, it was in San Francisco. And we were going to play and they had, Motown had this new group, uh, young kids out of uh, Indiana. They were called the Jackson Five. And we had met them in the studios, you know. Michael was just a young little boy and all the rest of them were surrounded by people at Motown. You know, they had coaches that would tell them how to talk, how to walk, how to dress, how to act. They were getting groomed, getting groomed and, and, uh. We had met them, big thing, the Jackson Five, and, and didn't know much about them. At any rate, we were going to play this place in San Francisco, and it was agreed that we would play, and they were going to play. And one of my roadies come up to me, and he said, hey, man, uh, the Jackson Five, their, their road man uh, got tied up, some, some problem, couldn't make couldn't get to the show and he has the drums so they were wondering if they could use your drums and they'd like to give you a couple hundred bucks for the trouble and of course I said yeah go ahead you know I was not too concerned about it so they used my drums and all that and I've, I never did get the 200 bucks and so now after all these years I figure with interest that uh, maybe they owe me some pretty big money for the use of my drums. Kind of a funny little thing that happened, that's all. Uh, but we had we had met all of them and they were real nice guys and everything was really cool. So you know we were uh, back at Motown now and we were recording and looking for our next big hit, and they were trying hard to find a producer that they thought could, you know, perform magic with us. So things were happening in the band here, personal things starting to happen. And, you know, people ask me about it, you know, what, what happened to the band? Why did you guys break up? what was it and I've often tried to figure out just what it was first of all I'd like to go on record as saying that I kind of wish that I would have handled things a little differently myself I take accountability for it uh, but I you know I uh, did I was not at my best sometimes too But what happened was, is the the success that we were feeling had gotten to a point where we were starting to eclipse the top of the success mountain and starting to drift down a little bit on the other side. And there's probably a lot of reasons why some of them come to mind um, when a group of guys who get to a place of notoriety it seems like and I, I don't know for sure here but I, I just want to tell you what it seems like to me it seems like each guy in the band or each person in the band Starts to develop their own little crowd of people. Their own fan group, call it friends or whatever. And sometimes the friends might say something like, well, how come this guy always does all the interviews? Why don't you do the interviews? How come this guy is uh, singing every song? You got a good voice. Why don't you do some singing? So, I believe that these things start eating away at you a little bit, and people get a little bit; uh, their ego gets going, good, and they think, you know, what the heck? Why? Why is that? Well, you know, why? What? Am, who am I? Just a side man, you know, and nothing's further than the truth I mean we're all just doing what we do and I didn't ask to be the lead singer of the band it just happened that I sang a certain way that, that the producers liked and they put me on doing it on the record and the record came out and the record was a hit and it was the whole band it was never Peter Rivera and Rare Earth or Gil Bridges and Rare Earth it was just Rare Earth And that's what we always, I always wanted that, to be that. I loved that. I still love what rare earth was. Love it just as much as I always did. But it was what it was. And it was changing into something a little newer. And so a few stones were thrown. And and, uh, it was suggested that maybe when we did I just want to celebrate that was a, a big hit for us and hey big brother was a big hit for us but after that long around 1973 or 74 uh, it got to be a little less fun because there was a little more picking on each other there was a little more uh, uh i don't know sneakiness or or just whispering and talking and s- stuff like that. And, uh, so we were getting divided, divided. You know, when I first joined Rare Earth back in the early days, when we brought in Ray Manette, Ray Manette and I were real close friends. We spent a lot of time together. We wrote together. We, we, uh, enjoyed, uh, you know, families together and everything. And when it came time to replace Kenny Folsick with a guy named Mark Olson, Ray knew Mark from before when he played with him in that stage play called Hair. And when the band wanted Mark in, to join, you know, we, we started to go on out there, and, and it seemed like after a little while, that Mark and Ray kind of would poke a little fun at some of our early hits and they made it pretty clear that they didn't really want to play those hits they were concerned about let's play some new hits let's make some new hits which is great let's make new hits but we weren't making new hits we were kind of arguing some people were getting real high uh, that shiny object of L.A. Was, was happening. Hey, rehearsal's at 7 o'clock. Oh, what do you mean 7? Can't we make it 8, 8.30? I got something I got to do. Those kind of things would happen. And then somebody had to stand up and speak up and say, no, rehearsal's at 7. Let's do it at 7. And so that usually was me and not that you know, don't, I don't need a gold star on my forehead. I know who I am, but I'm telling you seven o'clock rehearsal. And you know, I loved rehearsals. I, I grew up on that. Anyways, it kind of became, I don't know when things would happen, like little arguments or little issues popped up. You know, I always tried to smooth it over. And let's, let's, Let's shake this out and get rid of it because this is bad for us. And uh, it it just sometimes didn't work. And actually, I sometimes got upset myself at the way things were happening. And so it was really the beginning of the undoing of that tightness that we had. We had new some newer people in the band. Mike on Mike Urso on bass. Ray guitar. Markles and keyboards. I mean, Gil was still there. I was there, but and Eddie was there, and that was Eddie was a pretty free spirit guy. You know, he didn't like confrontation at all, and so he was just kind of Eddie. You know, great guy. Love Eddie. Everybody loved Eddie. And then there was there was Gil and I, and and both of us were trying to make the peace and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't and then Ray and and Mark were really trying to come up with writing songs that we could now Rare Earth could now record their songs or Mark's songs. One of the producers that Motown did get for us Was a guy by the name of Frank Wilson who had had success at Motown, a producer. He had, I think he had done a a couple of hits with Marvin Gaye. He was a really, really nice guy. Anyway, we met with Frank. We were talking about possibilities of songs, ideas. Guy, very nice. Frank mentioned a song, and I thought to myself, Well, this is a song that was written by, I think it was Mark and and maybe Ray, something like that. And I had heard a little bit of that song and I thought to myself, well, it doesn't really sound like a rare earth thing to me, you know. So I asked Frank, I said, uh, is this a song that you you picked out for us? Uh, Because producers would do that, they'd gather songs from writers all over the place, and they try to match up, you know, a good song with the the band or the singer. So he had mentioned this particular song, and I said, Frank, is this song, did you pick this song because you're trying to put oil on the squeaky wheel? Or is this really a song that you felt would be a great vehicle for us to do you know shortly before we met with Frank we had a meeting with Harry Balk the old uh, and man at Motown and it was mentioned that because our records had tapered off that maybe uh, it was time for a new singer and of course, that kind of hit me the wrong way. I mean i I have an ego too. but I had been on a lot of hits, and I know that it's you know it's it's the it's the song, and I felt really kind of insulted about that and so When I talked with Frank about this one particular song and the Squeaky Reel thing, I just told him, I said, if that's the way we're going to pick material for the band, then I will not sing anymore. And, oh, geez, Harry Balk was brought in again for a big meeting about that. And I said, look, I'm not trying to be a hard ass here. I'm just saying that rare earth started a certain way and we we had a certain vibe a certain thing about us and since we got new members uh we we need to kind of keep that thing and you know kind of grow with it uh, but not change up on our whole style we were kind of a hard-hitting r&b I don't know, pop, um, R&B group had a pretty nice hard edge to it. And and suddenly we were going to start doing songs that were not in that kind of genre. I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. So the meeting was over and we didn't get anywhere else with Frank Wilson I mean, nice guy. Thanks, Frank. We did do a couple cuts with him. One was called Chained. And I think Chained was the song he had with Marvin Gaye. You know, producers at Motown were trying to redo what we did with Get Ready. You know, the long song. And, and you know, it wasn't that Get Ready because it was a long song. It was a hit because Get Ready was a hit because of the single version of Get Ready which was a three-minute song. And it had to do with the way the band played and the fire that we played with and and just, you know, where we were at. So you can't, I don't think you can, you can't go back and copy that or you can try to capture really good, strong energy. But uh, just to do a long song, like when we did the album Ma, the song Ma was lots of minutes long and it never really caught on that much. So here we were faced with this again and, and thanks Frank, but it doesn't look like it's going to work out right now. It was suggested that we do a couple of songs with Stevie Wonder as a producer. Now I spoke about that earlier in the podcast. I won't go into it again. But what the company was trying to do was search around to find a producer that would be the right combination for us. And the right combination for us was us sitting around in a circle, working out, working out, working out till we come across something that excites all of us. And it's even better when we added Tom Beard, who was a great musician and a great arranger and a great combination for rare earth and and helped us helped us become more of ourselves. One, two, three. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. My name is Peter Rivera, original lead singer, drummer of Rare Earth. And I really appreciate that you've listened to these podcasts. I hope you come back and check out more. I've got a lot ahead of us and a lot of the story for you. So come on back and hang with me for a while. I bring you flowers, baby, cause you're the best. I'm gonna teach you so much better than all the rest. I pull the chair out for you, open and close do